Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Retail Ask an Expert series. I'm your host, Dan Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are the founders of OmniTalk, the fast-growing retail media outlet that is all about the companies, the technologies, and the people that are coming together to shape the future of retail. Or Chris, as we like to say, the media organization that focuses on tomorrow today. (laughs) Uh, Chris, do you remember back on the Fast Five a few weeks ago, we were talking about TikTok piloting in-app commerce? Do you recall? Of course I do, Anne. Of course I do. I think I went on a big rant about that, actually, if I remember correctly. I believe so. I hard to believe. Uh, I mean, chances are that I did with most things we talked about. But yes, I remember that topic vividly. Yes. And it sent quite a few people scrambling, trying to figure out, okay, what do we what do we do with this? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what's our plan for next year? How do we like get a handle on what TikTok and other social platforms are doing and how do we how do we make sense of it all yeah the retailers particularly right the retailers and the brands like how do how do we get through this landscape of of all these different options from tiktok to instagram to everything right yes absolutely and so because we listen to you our loyal omnitech fans uh we have brought in today somebody who's going to help you as you're preparing your strategies for 2023 we have brought in Fireworks Head of Partnerships and Commerce, Eva Wang, to join us today. Eva, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan of the Omni Talk. So it's such a great pleasure to be here and talking about the all important topic of how do we drive more innovation in the commerce space together. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we are excited too. And we want to make a quick note for those of you who are joining us live today. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, please ask questions of Eva. I'm sure we're going to, I know we're going to dive into a lot of exciting stuff today. So please go ahead and place your questions in the chat to the right of the screen throughout the entire conversation. And Eva and the team from Firework will be here to answer those questions for you. But yeah. All right, Eva, let's, let's get going. Let's get going. And let's, let's start with this. Eva. We always like to start our questions off with our guests like this. So let's start by getting to know you a little bit. Tell us about your background and your role at Firework. Sounds good. Um, I spent most of my career building partnership and helping companies to shape their digital payment experience. So you can think of me as a bit of a payment geek. Okay. And before Firework, uh, I spent a decade in American Express in both Europe and then later on in the U.S. Um, So most recently running its acquisition partnership team in the U.S., helping to um, manage and helping to, well, helping many small businesses across the U.S. adapting to its digital payment strategy. Um, So which is very important and exciting. And I joined Firework last year Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Uh, So for anyone who is not familiar with Firework, we're the largest live commerce and short video platform um, backed by SoftBank. We help brands of all sizes redefine their omni-channel shopping experience to their end consumers across their own operative channels. So um, the job I have over here effectively helps to drive better commerce experience when it comes to product innovation, as well as building scalable partnerships to help more brands um, enjoy what we do. So very excited to be here. Got it. So so payments to live stream platforming, those sound different on the surface, but actually I imagine they're much more tightly intertwined than people probably think. So am I thinking about that the right way? Like how has that connection been made for you or, or how do you plan to exploit that connection there in your experience? Yeah, totally. 
I think if you look at the payment experience, right, it has gone through a huge innovation just for the last 30 years. Before 30 years ago, there isn't even digital payments. People are making transactions in person. I'm handing you a piece of note, right? right? So what happens is 30 years ago, we had the first digital payment transaction happening on the internet. And then over time, last 10 years, we started to have embedded payment experience, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the Uber of the world, the Airbnb of the world. You can start making transaction in an app-based experience. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, I think this, there is this exciting um, opportunity for us to bring experience and commerce together, which is what you talked about, Chris, earlier, live stream and commerce, right? Mm -hmm. So giving people that opportunity to really listen to the brand story and hearing about curated shopping list for the holiday season, for example, and then making purchase transactions in that right context on the brand's website. So that's what I'm excited about. So you can see this payment geek uh, <laughs> layer coming in. But um, I'm super excited about that. And then from a brand standpoint of view, right, how does that help them to adapt new ways for them to communicate to their end consumer and ultimately building brand loyalty as well? Right, right. Yeah. And that's something I'm keenly interested in talking about too, because I think the whole concept of shoppable video as the way we also like to describe it in previous conversations with Vincent, your CEO, that's what's so interesting to me too, is like, how do you make it shoppable? How do you take people to payment quickly? And as a brand, what is the right approach to doing that as well? So I'm, I'm fascinated to talk to you about that more. Yeah, Eva, let's dive into that a little bit because I think that there's some nuance here that we we and that the audience, you know, they joined this event because they want to get a better understanding from you about. And that is, you know, the the social platforms are are necessary. Like we know that that's where a lot of the Gen Z folks and a lot of even millennials are still doing a lot of their discovery and their shopping and not just for shopping, but for, you know, finding other things, finding new places to go to eat, like finding new places to, to shop. And so I think that what we need your help understanding is how retailers and brands really need to think about this because they're great. The, the social platforms are great for brand awareness and driving traffic, but they also hold all of the consumer data. How how are you at Firework and your team there helping people kind of navigate these waters? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, as I take a step back, right, I think about how the new age consumers are accessing for product and services information. To your point, am I looking for a restaurant? How do I make a decision on something I'm going to buy? How do I get inspired on certain things? A lot of people actually, um, you know, recent research have seen 88% of the people say they've been convinced to purchase a product and services after watching a brand's video including live stream, right? And where are the vast majority of the video content as of today is across those social uh, medias that right. you talked about earlier. So it is quite important in terms of driving brand awareness and then driving that initial um, interest from consumer. However, I think there's a huge disconnect over here. Mm -hmm. The transactions don't typically happen um, on social medias themselves. In fact, we saw Meta exiting. Um, mm -hmm. is shop efforts um, in recent months as well. And I think there are many reasons that's driving it. One of the fundamental things people are used to making purchase directly on a brand's website here in the US, right? So how do we, instead of shifting consumers' behavior in a forceful way, helping to actually bring that engaging and immersive brand-specific content to the retailer's website? that where people are already used to making purchases and then helping 
to actually curate that relationship on the retailer's website as well as their own output channel away from just a utility. Hey, I come here to buy my grocery. Mm-hmm. Into I come here to discover more, right? I'm here to learn more about the upcoming product that you have. I want to actually build a shopping list for holiday seasons. I want to curate my Christmas dinner, right? So that's the sort of experience we're trying to build with the like of Albertson, um, as well as the fresh market to curate that more direct consumer experience over here. And I think one thing and you touched on that's super important is around data. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we actually help um, from a fireworks standpoint of view? We are the platform, which means that we don't own any of the consumer directly. We pass all the data back to the brand or the retailer. So ultimately, it is for brand to actually take ownership of the data. And I'll give you an example. Right. How do we actually help to translate the data into insights? This is the type of content that if you serve at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, you will get better conversion or better mm-hmm. engagement. And I think it's the two component of giving the data control back to the brand and also giving them actionable insights in terms of what type of content actually resonates with the consumer you're trying to speak to that drives the actionable um, outcome that is important for your brand. Well, and Eva, that's a, I think that's a really great example of how this is helping the retailers. Why is it important for consumers to be brought to the the retailer or brand's website versus doing the transacting in the social app? I think it's interesting for the consumer standpoint of view as well, right? If I'm a consumer who has been served an ad or a served a specific um, product on the social media, I think as a consumer myself, sometimes I see an ad being served on social media. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting but my attention got diverted very quickly because there was something else on the social media that's going on. Like my friend just posted something, hey, I want to check out their reel instead of actually um, continue that shopping experience. So from a consumer experience standpoint of view, I think it's also important for them to have a place where they deserve to have the best engagement from the brand they trust, right? They deserve to have that direct interaction with the brand where they have uninterrupted Um, engagement. So I think that's where the brand.com or the retailer.com really comes in. I still think like social media plays such a great role when it comes to some of the initial interaction, but you want those immersive experience from a video standpoint of view to also leave on brand.com so you can build longer term loyalty. So Mm -hmm. your customer continues to come back to you instead of a one-time transaction. Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of a customer expectation too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was shopping for Nike this weekend. I expect to land, you know, on via social media. I was browsing it and seeing it, getting inspired, and expecting to get taken to Nike, right? As well, you right. know, and because I'm comfortable with that experience, I know what that checkout process is going to be like. It's super easy. You have loyalty points there that you want to make sure you're getting credit for, like all of those things. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, and so Eva too, like you, t- you talked about you're you're really, you're really the the you're really the tool provider, the conduit by which all of this activity can happen between these platforms. You're giving them the tools to live stream, for example. And so one of the things that you guys just put into market as well was what you're calling, I, for lack of a better way to describe it, one-click checkout. So so how does how does that fit into everything you've just described too? Why do that and how does it fit in? Yeah, um, so we launched Fireworking Video Checkout in November. It's the first of its kind offering in the U.S., a fully native instant checkout solution for video commerce. It's designed for one-click checkout within a short video environment, as well as a continuous shopping environment in a live stream environment. 
is super seamless um, within any shoppable short video or live stream for firework um, environment for its clients, right? So providing brands a really truly frictionless experience and for consumer to actually have the ability to buy in a seamless manner in a place that they trust. Uh, which is the brands.com, right? So why does it really matter? Because I'm sure like you guys have seen a lot of one-click checkout solution in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. seen, if you search for shoppable uh, video, there's probably like 20 different things that shows up on the first page of Google, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that we are actually creating a truly native experience. So you're not being redirected 20 times onto mm-hmm. a different page. I was trying to buy something on Instagram the other day <clears throat> because I got served an ad and I clicked onto it. It got redirected and redirected. And then my kid was calling me and then put the phone down. And then by the time I came back, that in-app browser disappeared. Right. So I couldn't remember what I was looking at. Right. Um, so that wasn't a great purchase experience, right? So if you can create that native experience with engaging content, that become truly exciting from a brand as well as consumer standpoint of view. And I think... From Fireworks perspective, um, we look at every single product inter, um, innovation in the eyes of how does it help our um, customer and how does it ultimately help their end consumer, right? In this case, what we're doing is not just by combining a payment processing solution and then throw in a video. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do with the retailer as a brand is to really help them design, hey, what type of content do you want to put on your um, video, on your mm-hmm. website? Is it more about driving brand awareness? Is it more about driving conversion? Do you want to do a product review? Do you want to focus on something that's more experience-based? Then let's create the right type of CTA, right? The call to action button over here. If people needed more time to be convinced on the product, we take them to the product detail page. If people have already enough information, we take them to a shop now button, which is that Mm. contained in video checkout experience. So what we truly believe is when you bring the right content, which is the engaging video experience in the right context, which is the brand's website or their product specific landing page or microsite with the right commerce experience, in this case, a one-click checkout, you suddenly have this perfect combination for the consumer as well as the brand to ultimately drive conversion as well as drive better experience. So that's what we're here to do. Got it. So if I want to, I want to ask you, I want to click into that a little bit. So like, so let's take the fresh market, which I think when last time when Vincent was on, we talked about that little Omni talk fans will remember. So in that, ex, in this example of one click, so if I'm watching the, the video being played on the fresh markets website, I can basically one click check out in, as an example, in theory, and then similarly, if they if the retailer wanted to take, let's use Fresh Market again, this is only as an example, if the Fresh Market wanted to take that content and put it out on social media, I could one click through that experience as well. Is that the general idea here? So it's slightly different, but let's okay, take an example over here, right? So if you think about the social media, that's more of a wallet garden setup, right? They okay. will have their own kind of checkout and backend okay. in the system. So you couldn't really put our video and then have that transaction completed in the social media. Okay, that's but one thing that Chris, you touched on, I think is super exciting over here is that what we have done is to make that checkout experience completely self-contained inside of the mm-hmm. video player. Inside so what you can technically do is to put the video player, which has our checkout functionality, um, on a publisher's website mm-hmm. or in an ad, a programmatic ad. So mm-hmm. you can still check out in those places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. suddenly the surfaces that are shoppable 
or the channels from a customer standpoint of view that are potentially able to drive conversion increased multiple times, right? Because it's no longer just on their own website itself, but across the open web. It could be on their affiliate side. It could be right. in a sponsored article yeah. from a um, publisher as well. So that become really interesting and relevant for our brands. At Anytime the there's an ad placement, basically, mm -hmm. is what you're saying, right? Something, exactly. So it could you, right? be like ad retargeting, right? Mm -hmm. So as well as inside of their brand.com. So we really think through that customer journey together, right? Maybe at the beginning, if you saw an ad, this is more top of the funnel, driving awareness. So you get landed onto the brand.com. Okay, then you can one click. If you didn't, maybe we can retarget you mm -hmm. through an ad. And then through the ad, you can then through the retargeting ad purchase over there. Very cool. Which I think this is kind of getting to Eva, the core of why this conversation is so important. Why we're talking to brands about doing things you know, better for your consumers than some of the social platforms can do with this kind of capability with one click to buy, you are now allowing brands to give their consumers the same, if not a better experience than what they're experiencing when they're shopping in the social apps right now. Like they, they are going to the brand's website. They are able to have the confidence when they're purchasing something that, you know, that it happened, they can check on the brand's website. They'll get an email from the brand directly knowing like, yes, I did. I, I think I purchased this thing, which happens all the time on, on social platforms when you're buying and you're like, did I check out? Am I going to get this thing? Like, is it going to, you know, who do I follow up with? Like all of these issues that I think the consumer is facing with the current methods of social shopping are being solved with what Firework is able to now provide and the plus up of all of the advertising benefits that you're now able to repurpose with this content. Is that, I mean, are we thinking about this the right way? Is there more to it than that? What, what would you add Eva? For sure. I think that was really well uh, summarized. And in terms of the experiences over here, I really think like if you look at the market holistically, the new age of consumer deserves a new way to shop, right? Yes. And they are really a native, uh, a video native new generation. So we sh why should they stick to the old way of making a purchase, right? So like I talked about earlier, the digital payment ecosystem evolved massively. 30 years ago, there wasn't even digital transaction. So now in this new age of consumer that's video native, why should they follow a checkout journey that was designed in the old ways, which is clicking onto something, get redirected three more mm -hmm. times and entering right. 20 different things before they can complete a purchase? Why couldn't they just one click checkout inside of the video? That would be the new experience, right? And in a place where they can trust um, on the brand's owned channels. Well, Eva, I think, I think that's wonderful. I, I want to also pivot a little bit to one of the other benefits of the platform that um, we're seeing a lot of retailers reducing costs or trying to figure out way to reduce costs for content creation. I was an agency video producer, and I know that the budgets for creating the th types of things that you're talking about, the versions of the things that you're talking about for all of the ad platforms, for all of the, the places on, on the brand's website, on the social platforms, it gets to be incredibly costly. Have you noticed that when brands and retailers kind of start working with you, that they are seeing that those costs drop pretty dramatically? Because it seems like with the one, you're kind of shooting the the one and done video, and now you're able to apply all of these things on there. Is that 
true? Are you seeing people, you know, have those, those kinds of experiences and how is firework contributing to that? That's such a great question. Um, those must be some fun days um, <laughs> on the agency side, running the video production as well. I think there are. Oh, you would know the half of it. You. <laughs> yeah, it was fun when, but the budgets were also quite large. And now, now I don't know how fun it is anymore for a lot of my friends who are still in in agency life. It's a different age for sure. Um, I think there are two things over here that are interesting itself, right? Number one is around the video production cost itself can be very expensive. Yeah. However, we talk a lot about new age consumer, right? They want authenticity. It doesn't need to be a highly produced um, content over there that feels like advertising. Right. It could simply be a brand ambassador showing you their day of life. Mm-hmm. how the products are seamlessly incorporated in their day of life, right? It could be a founder actually shooting a live stream explaining the clean ingredients they use for their hair products. Right. I think those are really authentic content that speaks to the new age consumer. And what we do is as you shoot for that live stream, um, which can be done easily on your mobile, so the production cost can be very, very small, Right. You can repurpose that live stream content into multiple short videos. So after the live stream, after the replay, you can also repurpose that content as short video on your website. So we suddenly increase the life of the content into multiple places, right, to help to drive that um, adoption as well. So I think that part itself is interesting um, today to, that speaks to new age consumers. The second thing, to make it even simpler, we actually rolled out a separate product earlier this month, we've been busy, um, called Creation Cloud. And what it does is to help brands to easily create content um, in a very seamless manner that's already templated, such as if you're a restaurant, here's a template, you can mm-hmm. add a picture onto it and that we can simply add uh, animation to this. And this, I think, is a great tool that give more of the autonomy back to right. smaller brands to help to create the content themselves. And this part is particularly interesting because we're also very, very proud to recently have announced a partnership with American Express where they are adding their shop small assets, including videos and stickers, as well as great colorful content into the creation cloud um, Mm -hmm. that we host. So small businesses across um, the globe can actually access that creation cloud and then the American Express sticker to remind people to, hey, shop small for this holiday season, right? Right. I think that itself is really important. So number one is don't be so concerned about high production video because if you run a live stream, the content is reusable. We can really help to tell the authentic story. The second thing is we also have a tool to help you to even make creation easier. And uh, with the new partnership we're building, such as American Express, with the new assets adding in Creation Cloud, making it even simpler for brands to create content themselves too. Eva, I think what's really interesting about the platform is that it's not just small businesses that are using this. You've also, you have large retailers that are using this. Is that the case? Can you explain that a little bit or how that works for us? Yeah, for sure. I think the um, creation cloud services itself is catered across business of all sizes, right? So we work with large publishers as well as larger retailer brands, as well as smaller business who self-serve to create content over um, in our creation cloud, because we actually have um, pre-populated templates over there um, that are specific to, let's say, consumer electronic retailers, as well as um, 
apparel and other things as well. So brands of all sizes can leverage them. They're also created in a brand safe environment, meaning that if a brand has a specific color scheme they want to cater into the creation cloud services, we can support that as well, making it perfect for any um, larger retailers who have a specific brand guideline. Which is is really unique, I think, and important for people to hear because typically, you know, if you can have a large retailer that's able to do this, that's able to figure this out, um, then those small to medium-sized retailers and everyone kind of in between are still able to, to leverage a platform like this, to have success with it, and to make the content creation process so much simpler. Absolutely. I think that's the key, right? At the end of the day, our goal is to make the life easier for brands as well as retailers to make their life easier so they can continue to have refreshed, interesting, and engaging content to interact with their end consumers. And the other point too, I throw in there is like the other option too, that you make simpler is that the payment options, like we talked about before, just bringing Mm -hmm. that back home too. You can offer a variety of different payment options across those different formats of videos as they're going out there in the market as well. So let me, I, my question then becomes this, like, and it it kind of, it's, it's consistent with what Ann was asking too, but taking a little bit of a different direction, you know, so much of the the shopping experience is now non-linear by nature and therefore less predictable for retailers day in and day out. So, so how would you advise retailers and brands to think about that in the context of everything we've talked about today? Yeah, I agree, right? Because in the past, if you think about like 20 years ago, if you want to buy something, you don't have another choice, right? You just go to the store and I can track you easily. Like you bought this like bread and milk and everything. This is your shopping behavior. Today, you can buy online. You can buy through different um, grocery delivery services. Mm -hmm. And you can buy also through even the likes of DoorDash as well. So like, how do you complete that customer profile in this truly 3D dimensional omni-channel experience become really challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then building that consumer loyalty become really um, difficult as well. So I think because of the on-demand nature of content um, consumption, the brand needs to be much more aware of where their customers are, right? Mm-hmm. What are the different touch points their customers are um, making purchase decision or experiencing their product and being very thoughtful to cater that. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting example, um, one of our customers in Japan, uh, Muji, they mm-hmm. actually run a live stream in store every week after the store is closed. Um, so what they do is actually they showcase different products. Their store associates actually run the live stream. We've seen transactions that's coming from the live stream because the experience is hosted on their side. The add to cart as well as the checkout experience is completely native to Muji. So they can track it easily. Right. Right. But what we have also seen is the customer then coming in the next day after the live stream to say, hey, I saw you on live stream. Can you show me that product? Yeah, you showed last night. And then they actually ended up buying multiple things because they're already in store so they can experience more items. So their average order value increases. Right. So I think the important thing for brand and what we're here from Fireworks standpoint of view to help is how do you when the different data points together? Here is your customer who watched the live stream here on site, here's the people who like didn't actually make a purchase, but they did go to store yesterday, like the day after to help to make the complete purchase. How do we help to bring all the data together to make that experience, the overall omni-channel experience more predictable and controllable for the brands. I think that's ultimately really key to figure out. And I don't think it's an easy feat, right? Just no. because the multiple touch points that we have today, 
But because now we're running live stream in store and then we're creating that experience in replay, everything is built on the brand's owned and operated channel. It's much easier to control because we're also embedding into their emails right. so people can track the click-through rate. So it becomes an ecosystem that you can really help to create a better profile of the type of the customers you had engagement, as well as also targeting the ones that you haven't and how to actually bring them back. Yeah, especially your most loyal customers too that are more apt to engage with that already. And then, I mean, going back to what you said earlier too, Eva, you have the data to understand like, the, this particular, you know, after hours session at this time was great because these customers engaged, which takes a while, even if you are getting that data from some of the social platforms, like now you as a brand have that one-to-one connection with your consumers, you're able to curate data and, or sorry, curate content and make that so much better for your, your customers and hopefully increase basket size, increase engagement time, all of the things that, you know, retailers are really trying to get after, but have a hard time doing when they're, they're, you know, held to the, the standards of the social platforms. Um, Eva, I wonder as we have people on, on this session who are trying to put together their strategies for the coming year, what advice would you have for them as they, they're starting to do that? You know, how would you help them think about their own content creation and perhaps partnering with Firework to do that? Yeah, no, I think for sure. This year, as well as looking into next year, I'm sure Chris and Ann, you probably would agree to this. Those are not the easiest year for mm-hmm. retailers or for brands, right? right. We are facing a lot of economic challenges and uncertainties in terms of inflationary as well as everything else that's going on in the marketplace. So in the time of economic stress, I think it make it even more important that we collectively find innovative ways to help our customer grow and adapt their business. And I think this is the part where I go back to the things we discussed earlier. If we can bring the type of content that are truly engaging, that speak to the end consumer, depending on what the brand is looking to do, either it's conversion or brand awareness, onto the right type of context, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a sponsored article, if it's actually across the open web through ad, or if it's on their app as well as their um, website and email experiences, having a holistic experience across the different channels that they comp- um, they actually have control over. And then finally, with the right type of commerce experience, it could be a one-click checkout or it could actually be a limited time offer, right? Mm-hmm. It could be other specific um, benefits that are only available to your members. If you can bring that three things together from a content um, as well as the different channels from a, a context standpoint of view and ultimately the commerce experience, I think that's how brands will win in this new e- economic environment, because then you're truly creating a holistic um, engagement touch point and strategy for your end consumer. You've truly created a differentiated and holistic um, experiences for them as well in a time where um, economic remain uncertain. Yeah. And you're doing it with more efficiency too, which is also mm-hmm. important for the retailers and the brands within the context of this environment, I would imagine. Um, all right, Anne. Well, I, th- I think that wraps us up. It does. Eva, you were wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you、yeah. so much for having me. Those were wonderful questions. Like <laughs> I love those discussions. Yeah. Well, we try. We try hard here, Eva. Thank you for that.、Uh, you know, if people want to get in touch with you, particularly if they want to learn more about Firework, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so they can reach out to、um, me on LinkedIn directly. You can just search for Eva Wang. You can see me quite clearly over there.、Um, you can also learn more about the product we talked about, such as、um, in video checkout, as well as our creation cloud services on Fireworks.com. So those are two best places to reach out, and I really appreciate the time. Awesome. Well, like I said, that wraps us up today. Thanks to Eva Wang for sitting down with us, and thanks to all of you that joined us today for this live session on LinkedIn. On behalf of all of us here at Omni Talk, be careful out there.